I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about this practice of cultivating more of the life you want out of the life you've been given. And honestly, I feel like this is an especially important and timely topic as we are on week eight or week nine, I don't even know what week we are on, of this quarantine as a result of the COVID pandemic. I I do imagine that many of us are in a situation right now where life has handed us things that we did not want or ask for. You know, I'm thinking about parents who are now having to work from home while also watching their kids because they don't have childcare. I'm thinking about the stay-at-home moms who are now feeling trapped in the house, struggling even more so with how to engage and entertain their little ones every day. Um, I'm thinking about those who have lost their jobs and are literally having to rely on stimulus checks to keep paying their bills. The times that we are living in right now are a bit scary, and they're throwing our lives out of their typical routine and stability. But in a kind of odd way, for me, it's not really been so much this pandemic that's felt the most unsettling for me Um, this past month and a half. It's actually the fact that I am newly pregnant, unexpectedly pregnant, may I add. And I've been having to wrap my head around what this will mean for me and for our family and even for my business this year. Um, I'll be honest and admit that I was not too happy when I learned that life had handed me this baby. And of course, I do know that this was all part of a far greater plan um, and that, you know, God's hand was in this and God would not have allowed this if he wasn't going to take care of us and bring good out of it. That really is where I stand on this. That is, you know, what I believe. And of course, I will love this baby, even though I'm still not fully happy with the circumstances or the timing that is bringing this baby to us. Um, but All of that to say, when I say life has handed us this or the life that, you know, or what we, what life has given us, I just want to clarify that I'm not at all wanting to diminish the sovereignty and the goodness of God. I do not at all want to diminish that. But really, I just want to use language that I know people can relate to. Because sometimes it does kind of feel like life does get handed to us sometimes, doesn't it? Like life is just unexpectedly hard or unfair on us for different reasons. And and it's not that God isn't working behind the scenes, but sometimes it is easy to fixate more so on the things that have blindsided, blindsided us than what the big plan really is behind it all. So regardless of whether you're the type of person who immediately attributes events or circumstances to God, or if you're the type of person who sees life as being a little more random, but God still somehow is able to use those random unexpected things for good, regardless of which camp you fall into, I do think this episode will be encouraging and empowering to you if you allow it to be. Because... I want to help you take more ownership of your life to the point where events and circumstances don't shake you. They don't deter you. They don't feel quite as unsettling. So I imagine that this episode will be relevant to everybody who's listening for many different reasons. Maybe right now you are dealing with unexpected bills 
or an unexpected large expense. Maybe you are in the middle of a move or somebody in your family is dealing with sickness or a chronic illness. Maybe you are facing behavioral issues with your kids. Maybe there are disabilities that are affecting your everyday life, your kids' lives. Maybe you yourself are battling postpartum depression or anxiety. Maybe your marriage is going through a tough season or maybe your husband has has seemingly changed in huge ways since you first got married. But whatever the case, this is what I most want you to take away from today's episode. Your joy and happiness in life will not come from a change of circumstances, but rather from a change in confidence. I'll say that one more time. Your joy and happiness in life will not come from a change in your circumstances, but will rather come from a change in your confidence. And I am saying this as someone who has spent many, many years wishing for different circumstances in my life. Many, many years of thinking, if only this were different. If only he were different. If only we had more money. If only I had more time. If only this weren't happening to me right now. If only God would answer my prayers. For a very long time, I had this habit of pointing fingers at people and things and events and even God for why I wasn't happy or thriving. I did not realize it at the time, but I lived in this victim mentality, this kind of thinking where my happiness relied on everything and everyone else and, and couldn't possibly be something that I had control or ownership of. That was, that was where I lived for so long. But now fast forward to where I am today, and I'm thankfully in a much different space. Um, you know, to put things in perspective, as crazy as it might sound, I honestly feel just as happy and confident now when I have $200 in savings as I do when I have $5,000 in savings. And I know this because I've recently lived with both scenarios. Um, I also know now that I have the power to work just as hard and be just as content with my business when I have four clients at one time and when I only have one client at a time. And I know this because again, I've had both. I know now that I have the power to be joyful when I get eight great hours of uninterrupted sleep, and also when I only get five crappy, super interrupted hours of sleep. And I know this because I've lived it. I even know now that I have the power to still be a kind and confident wife. When my husband is fully on top of his game as a husband and a dad, I know that I have the power to be kind and confident with that as I am when my husband is slipping in his priorities or struggling with depression or not showing up in the way that I wish he would for our family. And again, I know this because I've walked through both of these seasons with him. The truth is I don't depend on a change in my circumstances anymore. I simply don't. If I'm upset about the way my life is, my first thought is not, if only this were different. That's not my first thought anymore. My first thought now is, okay, what am I going to do with this? And that change in thinking for me has come as a result of growing in confidence and becoming more empowered as a mom. Now, you guys know I talk about this idea of being an empowered mom all of the time. I mean, if you even just look through the titles of past podcast episodes or take a look at my website, you'll see that empowerment is at the heart of my message and mission. 
And the reason for this is because I really do believe that the women who experience the most joy, the women who most enjoy being a mom, who most enjoy their marriage, the women who most experience freedom even, freedom from anxiety and anger and depression, those women are that way because they are empowered. That's what I believe. I believe that they they are empowered and they're able to have joy because they know that they have authority and personal agency and also have the confidence to take more ownership of their life. Now, when I first became a mom, I did not feel very empowered. I actually felt pretty powerless. I struggled immensely with anger even before becoming a mom. And then when I did become a mom, it was like everything just spiraled out of control. I struggled really badly with postpartum rage. I did not even know that was a real thing at the time. And as a result, my marriage was falling apart. I was not being a kind mom to my newborn. I was screaming in her face, having all kinds of episodes where I either wanted to hurt something or someone or hurt myself. And while walking through this, I remember very distinctly, I actually have journal entry after journal entry that helps me remember these things. I remember spending every day crying out to God, I don't want to be like this. I don't want my life to be like this. I don't want my marriage to be like this. Please take my anger away. Please help me work through my issues. Please change me. Help me be a better mom, a better wife. I need you to change me. And what I'm about to say, I know it might rub some of you the wrong way, but I'm okay with that because I still stand firm on this belief. What I had to realize for myself for the very first time was that God was not going to take my anger away if all I was doing was praying for it. He just wasn't. And I'm not saying that prayers for massive heart change or emotional healing don't get answered. I'm not saying that God doesn't ever perform overnight miracles. But I just know that for me and probably for most people, it does not work like that. And here's why. God already answered the prayer. He already did the thing. When his son Jesus died on the cross and defeated death and exempted us from condemnation, saved us, enabled us to be filled with his spirit and to become new creations, he set us free, period. And that doesn't mean that when we become believers, we instantly don't struggle anymore. We instantly don't have sin in our life anymore. We instantly are healed of all wounds and free of all addictions. That's not what, that's not what I'm saying. What it means is that when we become believers, we were gifted power, the power to overcome sin, the power to walk by the spirit, not by flesh, power to receive his wisdom, be filled with his truth, be led by his spirit. I mean, just look at scripture. It does nothing but confirm this. I dare you to read through Ephesians, Galatians, Romans, read through and notice every time it refers to the power or the strength or the victory and the freedom that's already been given to us. Here is the problem though. This is why even though our prayers have been answered, they also don't look like they've been answered. This is why we can be quote unquote free, but also still feel enslaved by our anxiety or unable to control our anger. The problem is that we have all of this power and we don't yet know how to wield it. We maybe haven't even ever tried to wield it, especially if you like me have just grown accustomed to being more of the victim, to pointing fingers, to feeling helpless and powerless and stuck. The problem is that we've been offered freedom and abundance in Jesus, and we don't know how to fully receive it just yet. So with that being said, for the rest of today's episode, I'm going to give you a super simple first step to beginning to wield the power that you have. 
And this is going to challenge you to take your prayers to the next level by pairing your prayer with actual action. We've got to get you to exercise that authority that you have, that you've been given by God as his daughter. And the super simple step I'm going to share with you is what's going to help you cultivate more of the life you want out of the life you've been given. It's going to help break you out of this belief that you somehow need different circumstances in order to be happy or in order to be free or in order to thrive in your current season. It's going to help you instead have a different level of confidence, which ultimately is what matters most, which is what really moves the needle forward. Now, what I want to share with you as a practice that I use so regularly, I have been for years, it's changed my life tremendously. And it's the super simple practice, you're going to laugh when I say it, but it's the super simple practice that's just called listing your options. And what this practice does is it enables you to find a creative solution to everything everything in our house listing our options is something that we do all the time pretty much every time that we're up against a new situation we don't know how to handle or a new struggle with one of our kids or a struggle in our marriage even in our relationship or an unforeseen circumstance that's bringing up stress and anxiety and difficulty and what listing your options look like is exactly like what it sounds we take a piece of paper I usually just use my journal and I list out every option I have for resolving that problem or meeting that need. Now, back when I was a new mom, I started doing this practice at the recommendation of our pastor. And I really do believe it's a huge reason for how I was able to go on this journey of finding freedom from my anxiety and my rage and pretty much completely changing my experience as a mom and and as a wife. I first started using this practice as a way to deal with the things that were most triggering to my anger. One of those things being my newborn sleep. Now, there's an instance in particular that I like to share often because I do feel like it's just so relatable, but that also does a really good job of painting a picture of just how bad my anxiety and anger had become. Um, it was it was this day where um, my eldest, she was, I want to say four or five months old, and she had been regularly taking naps like at the same time every day, and we had gotten into this really good rhythm and routine, um, but then all of a sudden she started skipping one of her naps, her first morning nap. And I, I just something clicked in me where I just, I could not accept it. I could not deal with it. Um, this was, you know, the, the time where she would take this nap was the time where I would have my time in the word, where I would drink my coffee, where I would get myself ready for the day, or maybe even exercise, you know, do some yoga. Like I loved this nap time. So when she started dropping it and was skipping it and was crying through it, I just, I I fell apart. I had this meltdown. And I remember like there were several days in a row where I would attempt to put her down at that same time every morning and she would resist it. And I I would just, I just completely lost my cool. I, I would end up crying or screaming or just spending the whole hour trying to force it to happen, even though it was very clear that it wasn't happening. And there was one day in particular where my husband, he, he was working night shifts at the time, so he was sleeping during the day um, on that morning in the bedroom that's adjacent to the nursery, and I was in the nursery attempting to put Tessa down for her nap, and of course, as she's fighting it, I'm starting to cry, and then I start to scream, and I'm literally yelling in her face, saying things like, just go to sleep. You know, I'm sure there were some cuss words thrown in there as well, but I, I was I was losing it. 
And I remember my husband just busting into the room. And it was so funny because like, you know, when he busts in like that, like I remember he had, he was in his underwear and he like had his eye mask pulled up onto his head. So it was a very funny sight, but he like busts into the room and he just looks at me. He already knew what was going on because I'd been talking about it for days on end of just how like what a nightmare this, you know, this hour had become. Um, So he already knew what was going on. He busted into the room. He looked at me and he said, Jesse, when is it going to get into your head that whatever you are doing is not working? And he said to me right then and there, this is enough. You have to try something different. You have to do something else. I want you right now to take her to the park. I, you know, I don't even care what, what it takes. You just, you need to get out of the house. You need to just go because this, this is not happening. Like you need to move on. And so I listened, I did exactly what he said, you know, probably after like arguing and pouting for a little bit, but you know, I knew he was right. So I did what he said. I, you know, I bundled us both up cause it was still, you know, it was in the spring. So it was still a little bit chilly. I bundled us up. I took us to the nearby park. Um, it's near our house. Um, I pulled out the stroller, plopped her in the stroller. Um, I pulled out my earphones, plugged it into my phone, pulled up a worship playlist. And I just began to walk around the track at that park and what happened that day it's so crazy because I just like I the only way I can describe it is just that God met me there like he met me there you know this whole time I was thinking how am I going to you know develop my relationship with the Lord how am I going to spend time with him if she drops this nap and everything changes you know I'm over here mourning what was lost having and I had no idea what was I what I was about to find so as I'm like walking around this track I'm listening to worship and I'm just I'm just crying I'm weeping because I'm you know I'm like feeling his presence I'm worshiping him openly and freely Um, I'm just praying and I'm feeling his presence there with me and it was such a profound experience for me it really was it was empowering it was empowering because I was reminded oh my gosh I have power I have more freedom and more strength and more ability than I thought I did maybe motherhood is not as constraining and limiting as I thought it was. You know, I just started to have these huge mindset shifts just on this this day after having this huge meltdown and this crazy episode of yelling at, you know, my newborn's face. I'm having this epiphany at the park and what ended up happening is that this became like the our new morning routine. Every morning now after my husband came home and we ate breakfast, he would go to bed and I would go straight to the park. And I did this for like well over a year. It was so life-giving for me. And really like, like every day I felt like the Lord was meeting with me. It changed me. It changed me. And, you know, this is, this was when I first, you know, really began, it began to sink into me that I had options. I had options. And every time that I allowed myself to accept these new options, to explore these new options, you know, not even just in this situation, but in multiple other situations that kept happening where I was getting frustrated or upset, every time that I allowed myself to explore new options and try new things and find a creative solution that that works, it boosted my confidence. It reminded me I do have that power. 
You know, there's so many times where this made a world of difference for me in that first year of parenthood, especially, um, you know, there were times where, you know, we, we were having a really hard time going to church as a family because, um, again, you know, our eldest, she was young at the time and, and it, she was not enjoying the nursery whatsoever. It, you know, I was getting texts in the middle of the service, like, you need to come get her. She won't stop screaming and crying. We don't know what to do. You know, so we would take her to, we, we would go to the, you know, the parents' room where you can sit and watch church on the screen. I remember, like, we did that for several Sundays in a row. And I would just go home and just cry in the car because I'm thinking, this is not what I wanted church to be like. You know, like I just wanted to just go to church as a family. I just wanted to, you know, to be stress-free. And I remember like we reached a point where we actually stopped going to church for a month or two. And, you know, and the reason why is because every time Sunday would roll around, I would, I would just cry and I would just beg Grant, like, please, please don't make us go. Like, please, can we stay home? I just, I don't want to deal with the anxiety and the disappointment again. Like, I just can't do it. And so this happened for a couple of months. And finally, I was like, you know what? Like, like this cannot go on. You know, like, I want to go back to church. We have to find a way to make this work. And so I remember I sat down and I created a list. I still have this list. It's in my journal I like to look back at it all the time because I just like laugh at just like how simple it is that I sat and wrote a list but I sat and wrote a list and you know and it was just simple things like okay you know we could go and we can just try to keep her with us in the service even though she might scream uh we could go and we could just go to the parents room you know that's obviously an option um I even wrote down the option that we can just not go to church like that is an option you know as crummy of an option as that is that that was an option for us and then it finally dawned on me oh my goodness what if what if my parents who literally live five minutes away from our church, what if my parents would be willing to watch her for an hour, two hours while Gray and I go to church just by ourselves alone? And it was, you know, of course, like I had those thoughts of, well, I don't want to put that on them. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to inconvenience them. And, you know, that wasn't exactly our plan. I don't know what they're going to think. But at this point, I was so tired of feeling defeated and powerless. I knew I had to make a move. I knew I had to try something. So I just asked them, I, you know, I just explained the situation. I said, you know, we, we, we could really use some help. And so for the next like six to nine months, I forget how long it was, but they did exactly that every Sunday. They would watch Tessa and Grant and I would get to go to church by ourselves. We actually would walk in and everyone would go, date night, hey, because like they knew, you know, like we, we were fighting to come here, you know, we were leaving our baby at home, like we, you know, we changed things up, but the reason we did it is because again, I didn't want to feel powerless anymore. I wanted to find a way to make this work. And it was, and again, it just, it boosted my confidence. It really did. You know, the anxiety and the lies and the negative thoughts in our head, they will always want us to feel more helpless and more like a victim than we really are. You know, we might think things like, I don't even want to try to fix this which is usually a lie, or we might even think there's nothing that can be done to fix this. There's nothing we can do, which is, again, another lie. But this is why listing your options is so powerful. It's because it speaks against those lies and it empowers you to cultivate more of the life that you want, the life that is possible out of the things that you don't want, the things that life has just kind of handed to you.
bringing everything back to where we are today in the middle of this quarantine and, and pandemic and social distancing, I know that it is tempting to feel really stuck right now. We're stuck at home. Some of us are stuck with increased work demands, more financial burden, more uncertainty. But listen, even though we might be stuck, I say that with, you know, quotation marks, we might, we might be stuck. We do not have to feel stuck. I don't feel stuck. I'll just be honest. I do not feel stuck one bit. I even have a baby growing inside of me that I did not ask for, plan for, or feel the slightest bit prepared for, and I still don't feel stuck. Because as an empowered mom, as a mom who knows that I have authority and personal agency and can take ownership of my, of my life instead of just pray and wait and hope for my circumstances to change, as that empowered mom, I am always looking for opportunities to cultivate more of the life I want. While we were, you know, on, I think it was week two of this quarantine, I finally decided like, you know what, I'm going to get myself some childcare. Like I knew that, you know, school was canceled and I knew that it was going to most likely be canceled till, you know, the end of the school year. And I was having a really hard time figuring out how am I going to keep working in the way I've been working? How am I going, you know, to keep, you know, meeting with clients and doing the podcast? Like, how can I do that if, you know, I don't have that childcare that I relied on? You know, I just, it just, it didn't make sense to me. So while we were on week three of quarantine, being an empowered mom looking for opportunities to cultivate more of the life I want, that looked like getting myself some more childcare. We arranged for one of Grant's cousins to come three mornings a week. And she has been, and it's just been so tremendously valuable to me. It really has been a lifesaver to me. Um, it's been so amazing, and I've been able to um, deepen my relationship with her. I've been able to support her, um, you know, and she is just building this awesome friendship with the girls. They love her. Um, you know, they, they just always get so excited to see her every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Um, so that has just been so tremendously helpful to me. And sometimes I think, like, where would I be? If I had just said, you know what, okay, screw it. Like, I guess there's no more school and I guess everything's just going to have to change me thrown out the window. I wonder how differently these past two months would have been for me, even just emotionally. Um, you know, also being an empowered mom during this quarantine for me has looked like initiating more community for myself. You know, now that we, you know, don't have church, Grant and I actually decide to start up a virtual Bible study. And we've been reaching out to people to do double dates through Zoom. Um, there was even a time where I was just freely giving out coaching calls to the women in my Facebook group because I wanted to serve. I wanted to, you know, cultivate that community. And it just felt really good to do that. Um, instead of feeling stuck in the house with our two toddlers all day, every day, Gran and I have actually been getting out a lot. We've been exploring our city most afternoons. We find either some new field that the girls can run in, or we find like strips of closed stores that we can walk by, you know, push the stroller on without having to run into people. Um, we've even made this point to regularly visit this huge bridge that's near our house, and we just let the girls run back and forth across this bridge as many times as we can so that they can get their energy out and we have, you know, the chance to be outside and enjoy the scenery, enjoy the sunshine. We've been spending more time in the backyard and even on the days when it rains, we wait for the rain to let up and then the girls and I put on our rain boots and we go puddle hunting, which they love even though 
almost every time without fail Jamie stumbles and falls into the puddles which gets her completely soaked in gross muddy rainwater. but the thing is I just don't care like I'm just happy that we're outside and we're doing things and we're not having to be stuck more recently I've also begun waking up before the kids which I hadn't been for a while because being in first trimester has made me more tired um, you know, and I, I just didn't feel like I could do that regularly, but now I've been waking up earlier again so that I can throw some workout clothes on and grab a quick bite to eat and then head straight to the park, which just actually opened back up by our house so that I can walk for a mile or two on the track while spending time in worship, just like I used to back when I first became a mom. And I cannot tell you how good it feels to do this. It feels so good. It's so refreshing for my soul. And of course, I have to wait until Grant walks to the door from his night shift because I can't leave the girls alone at home. And I also can't dilly-dally because I have to be home within an hour so that he can get his sleep. But regardless of what, I, what I've had to do to make it work, I'm making it work because it's something I needed. And it's something that I almost didn't allow myself to have until I finally took the time a little, you know, maybe a week or two ago to list out my options. I listed out my options because I had been feeling more distant from God. And a part of me did want to point fingers. I wanted to point fingers at my Bible for not inspiring me. I wanted to point fingers at myself for not knowing how or what to pray for some reason. I even wanted to point fingers at God for feeling elusive to me. Um, But one day I was so tired of feeling this way every time I sat down to pray and read my Bible. So I finally just decided, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list out my options. And the first option that came to mind was get back outside in nature, get back into outdoor worship, just like you did when God met you at that park years ago. That is literally the first thing I wrote. And what do you know, two days later, after I wrote that list, and I was still kind of debating, what am I going to do? What am I going to try? What will make things better? I read on Facebook that the track at that park that I loved going to was now open again. And I immediately said to Grant, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm going to find a way to get there. I didn't know how it would fit into my busy schedule, but I found a way. And I know that as I'm sharing these, these small little tidbits, you might be thinking, okay, well, good for you, Jess. Like, that's great. But uh, my problems are a lot bigger than that. Our opportunities are a lot more limited. I don't have as much time or as much money or as much help that you have. You know, those might be things that you're thinking. And if that's the case, I get why you feel that way. I really, really do. But just to clarify, just to put things in perspective, truthfully, the only reason that I quote unquote have what I have that you don't have is because I used the power I had been given to make it happen. I didn't just wake up being this. I didn't wake up like this. I had to work for it. I had to make decisions all the time that would get me here. I once had depression too. I once had immense anxiety too. I once couldn't go a full day without spending hours and hours just checked out on the couch while my kid would be crying next to me for attention, but I couldn't even bear the thought of giving it to her. I was once the mom who would wake up and immediately start crying because I just didn't want to face another day of being this cooped up, tired, lonely, stay-at-home mom. And the reason I'm not there anymore is because, again, I used the power I had been given, the power I'd been given by God to cultivate the life I wanted out of the life I had been handed. 
I joined mom's groups to help me with my loneliness. I went to counseling for my anxiety and my postpartum rage. I fasted from Netflix to help me detox from this unhealthy media obsession. I gave up on trying to clean every inch of the house or try to make all those fancy Pinterest meals. I I sleep trained my kids when I could not take the middle of the night wakings anymore. I rearranged our budget. I even stopped buying birthday gifts for family and friends so that we could afford other things that we needed and things that we wanted. I learned how to set boundaries in my marriage so that we could stop fighting. Heck, this might be this might be TMI, but I bought us a vibrator so that I could maybe start to enjoy sex and find my libido again after having kids. And guess what? Mama sure did. I committed to a new diet and lifestyle that enabled me to lose 50 pounds, 50 pounds easily, easily, 50 pounds easily. I created a podcast for the simple pleasure of having a way to use my gifts and passions. And then I created a business so that now I do have more money to play with. I do have more money to invest in the things that matter to me, like childcare, working with my own coach, the minivan we just bought after my husband totaled his car. You know, remember what we said about life handing you things? Um, You know, even so I could pay for pelvic floor therapy. Am I more privileged than some of you who are listening today? Maybe. Do I have more resources? Do I have more opportunities? Maybe. But I do not think it's resources that got me where I am today. What got me here, what's most enabled me to thrive and cultivate more of the life I want is not, it's not resources, it's resourcefulness. It's resourcefulness. And what also got me here was my decision to believe that despite what my circumstances looked like, or despite what my anxiety wanted to tell me, I could still use the power and the freedom I've been given to experience the abundant life that's being offered. You know, in John 10.10, we're told that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but that Jesus has come to give life and to give it to the full. I just, I just love that phrase, give it to the full. And as we close out today's episode, I want you to be thinking about how the thief has maybe been trying to steal and kill and destroy you lately. And then I want you to also ask yourself, what am I going to now do to take back what he has stolen? What empowered decisions am I going to start making today to receive more of that life to the full that Jesus is already offering me? What are my options? What are those creative solutions that are right there waiting for me to grab hold of? Maybe your next empowered decision looks like waking up earlier to work out and take care of yourself because you know that you are worn down from being expected to be on all day, every day as a mom. Maybe, maybe it looks like making time to pursue a passion or a dream. Even though you may have newborns and toddlers running around like crazy, maybe, maybe that's what it looks like for you. Maybe it even looks like seeking out support and getting yourself, finally getting yourself the help that you need. Now, I don't care, you know, if this is a shameless plug, but I just, I just have to say it. Right now, I am offering an incredible deal on my six-month mom-empowered coaching program. For Mother's Day, up up from now up until the 10th on Mother's Day, I am offering $600 off my program. And here's why. First, I want to treat you ladies. I really do. You know, I was just thinking like, you know, what's something special that I could offer that's exciting and fun that would be, you know, just as fun for me as it would be for other women? What, what can I do for Mother's Day? And I thought, 
I'm going to make this like my most, like this, like my program is going to be the most affordable it's been. That's what I want. That's what I want to do. Because ultimately I do believe that my program is, is the most valuable thing that some of you ladies can give yourself. So I, so I, I want you to treat yourself this Mother's Day. But another reason why I'm doing it is because I want to give you an opportunity to move past that barrier of, oh, it's just a little too much out of our budget at the moment. I just, I just want to give you that little push, you know, that little, that little nudge. I want to motivate you to finally make an empowered decision for your emotional wellness. I want to motivate you to have that hard, scary conversation with yourself or maybe even with your husband about what you most need right now in the season. And lastly, the reason why I'm offering this is because at the end of this year, mama is going on maternity leave. So, you know, like I have a bun in the oven and this baby's coming. So this month, the month of May is the last time I can take on six month clients. Realistically, it really is. So, so again, this deal to enroll in my six month program, which is just a hugely valuable, just action packed program. This is a limited time opportunity that will not come again. So I just, I just want to tell you, you know, I just want to remind you that right now you have a choice. If you are not happy with what life has handed you, are you willing to do what it takes to cultivate a life you can thrive in and love? Now, I am firmly convinced that my program can help you step into freedom and abundance and joy in a way you've never experienced. But the truth is you will only get to reap those results if you make the choice. So if you are thinking, okay, I'm, I'm feeling that nudge. Okay, I'm ready to treat myself. Okay, I'm, I'm ready to make that next big bold step. I want to invite you to reach out to me. Um, you know, hop on a free call with me and let's talk about my program and whether it's the right fit for you. I do just want to remind you that this deal for $600 off, it's a steal and it will end on the 10th. So as you're listening to this, you might be thinking, okay, well, I have a little while. No, do not wait. Go ahead and go, you know, click the link in the show notes or go to my website and go ahead and apply for that call so that we can get on the phone together. Um, Especially because, you know, I know that, you know, I have a busy schedule, you have a busy schedule, so let's not wait until last minute. Let's have that conversation now. What can you do today as that empowered mom? Maybe for you it is applying for that call, making that next big move. But either way, I do hope that this episode encouraged you and empowered you. I even I even hope it challenged you. Heck, I'm okay if it rubbed you the wrong way. And if you did enjoy listening, I really would love to know. So if you would do me a favor and take a screenshot and and put it up in your Insta stories and tag me at Soul Care for the New Mom because I just love knowing that you guys are listening. Um, it just it really does excite me and it always makes my day. I do just want to close out today's episode by saying thank you. You know, just thank you for listening. Thank you for every way that you guys have supported me. I do know that this business would be nowhere. This podcast would be nothing. Um, You know, this ministry would not exist without my community. So lastly, before we close out, I just want to say again, thank you.